0: 987
1: FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou, Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a big red Monday time for today's top sports stories all in one place. Wolfing down your lunch, Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron.
2: So the Arizona Cardinals rolled out another inconsistent showing offensively in their 2012 week three loss to the Rams. So when it comes to this loss and everything you guys both saw yesterday, where do you go first?
1: I just think it was a missed opportunity with a a slow start against a very good team. And I'm not saying the Rams didn't outplay the Cardinals from the second quarter on, but it was a winnable game from the second quarter on. If you were just even after the first quarter, that that was a game you had a chance to beat the Rams and be two and one today. And you just kind of left it there.
0: What is wrong with this offense? That's where I start right now, based on what we have seen through three games, not counting the second half, of course, of the Raiders game. But watching that, we all were talking about the fact, is this sustainable? What Kyler Murray was doing when he took that game over in that second half, um, the answer, of course, was, I don't think so. And yet this offense coming into this season was going to be the strength of this team, and it has not happened that way. And that's one of the reasons why they're 1-2.
2: So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com and it asks, what did you think of Cliff Kingsbury's decision to go for it on 4th down in the 4th quarter versus the Rams against kicking the field goal? So your choices, right decision, just poor execution, or wrong decision, have to get it within one possession there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I think I think you, gotta, you have to get it within one possession. I think it's certain points in the game, like aggressiveness, I'm never going to really shoot down aggressiveness, but at certain points in the game, you do have to go with the math, too. The math there is get it within
0: one score. Yeah, Dave Pash, of course, on the broadcast was talking about how he was surprised. He thought, kick it, you're going to kick it here, and I agreed with him, yet at the same time, I was offering up the view from Cliff Kingsbury and what it was that Cliff was doing at that point in time, and I think he was challenging his team, not knowing when they'd be down here to score a touchdown again. Um as it worked out, it didn't work. And you should have kicked it, but hindsight is always 20. As it 20. worked out, it didn't work out. That's that's what I gathered from that.
2: So 69% say wrong decision, have to get it within one possession, and then 31% say it was the right decision, just poor execution. So It's media day for the Phoenix Suns. Suns forward Jay Crowder will not participate in training camp while he and the organization reportedly work on a trade. Crowder tweeted yesterday saying, quote, One must seek work where he is wanted, where he is needed. I am thankful for what these past two years have taught me. Now I must take on another challenge with continued hard work and dedication. For those of you who closed the door on me, thank you. 99 back soon. Unquote. What are your thoughts on this and what's going on with Jay Crowder?
1: It's got to be it's got to be a playing time thing, right? I mean, I, I think and Maloney, you're the one that said this first a while back, what if it's just Cam Johnson's going to start and Jay Crowder still wants to start, and it sounds like that's what it is. I mean, there was a lot of stuff out there, and I did see that written somewhere. I think that that was just sort of accepted at this point, that Jay Crowder thinks he can still start and by doing so, he thinks he'll still get paid another time, and maybe he will, but I can understand why the Suns want to make that switch to more Cam if that's really what this is.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it got personal with Jay Crowder, or least to Jay Crowder. I don't know how personal it got, but when you say that, if you want to close the door, I'll be back, right? Um yeah, I, I think Jay Crowder is hurt that this situation has happened right now and yet I think Jay Crowder has used this kind of thing throughout his career to motivate him to have the kind of career he has. Well he did he had that
1: sorry Aaron, but he had that tweet that got deleted where somebody was tweeting out things to watch at training camp and he wrote out 99 won't be there (laughs) exclamation point and I don't think he was talking about Wayne Gretzky I think that was a Jay Crowder related tweet yeah
2: if you guys were Monty Williams would you guys start Jay Crowder or would you guys start Cam Johnson I mean is he a starter in this league still
1: I think he could still be a starter but I think Cam Johnson you were working towards this, right? You were working towards Cam Johnson being the guy and it, the guy at that position, not the guy on the team. You were working towards him evolving into that player, and I think he has. So I don't.
0: You can't. You can't stop your growth of your team for one player's feelings. Yeah, it's amazing because when you look at the positionless NBA on a lot of these teams, um, you've got to be able to shoot the three, you got to be able to put the ball on the floor, take it to the rack, and you got to be able to play defense. And guess what? Cam Johnson can do all those things. Uh, Jay Crowder, not so much. It's going to hurt losing Jay Crowder. Because I'm
1: assuming That's they're not going to... That's I was gonna
2: just going to say. Yeah. I mean, you're losing a guy that brought a lot of energy to the floor each and every night. And then you add in JaVale McGee also being gone. Yeah.
0: You're preaching to the choir on this one. And you know it. Because I love those two guys. Yet at the same time, James Jones... James Jones has got his reason. I don't know what that reason or those reasons are, but he does.
2: Like I said, it is Suns Media Day, and many players, along with Monty Williams, were asked about the Robert Robert Sarver situation. Monty Williams said he was not happy and was, quite frankly, disgusted when he saw the Robert Sarver report. Chris Paul stressed the, that people affected by Robert Sarver's actions and words are in his thoughts and prayers, and said that he was actu- actively talking to Adam Silver through this whole process. So, do you think that once Media Day is over, in the books... Will the Suns be able to put this behind them and start focusing on basketball?
1: Boy, I hope so. yeah I, th- I think they I think they can but I think your answer is probably more accurate wolf boy I hope so right because it, Robert Sarver announcing that he's going to sell the team last week I think makes it a lot easier for that to happen I don't know how much this was actually hanging over the team last year um, you know it's easy to look and say the report the findings didn't come out until two weeks ago so it shouldn't have been yeah. hanging over them but right. you know like you said earlier I'm sure players hear stuff over the course of the season and I
0: who knows if that had anything to do with the weirdness that the the end of the year. Especially when you're Chris Paul uh-huh. in the higher ups of the MBPA, of course, right? Yeah. You know that he's talking to a lot of people throughout that process. Well, and, and he even talk. admitted it. Yes, yeah. exactly. He said he was
2: talking to C.J. McCollum and Adam Silver.
0: Right. So, you know, this is not a good situation. It wasn't a good situation, I should say. Now, all of a sudden, it feels like everybody's going to exhale in the room. It's a new start. All right, that was Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. As always, when we come
1: back, what is the Cardinals' identity through the first three weeks of the season? Do they have one yet? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Oh! Oh! Let's go! Let's
0: go! Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
1: Wolf. We are three weeks in to the 2022 season. I don't think any teams got it all figured out yet. Uh, even Buffalo lost yesterday to, but they just have, seem to have a hard time with the Dolphins in Miami. Even when see, Miami's not good, there they it is, hard time.
0: right there, man. Buffalo going down to Miami, of course, and the fans going down. Did you see all the Bills fans oh, going yeah. down. Took there? over South Beach. There's no doubt about it, man. It Bills mafia travels very, very well. Yet at the same time, they were not able to get it done. Is th- that has to,
1: be, has to be one of those rivalries where the actual like fan bases and cities couldn't be any more oh, different.
0: So it is It is on the totally opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, and they let each other know
1: it. Yeah, they're not big fans of each other, and I would assume the Bills get them back in Buffalo later on in the season when they meet, but either way, Miami's undefeated. Actually, is it just Miami and Philadelphia are the, uh, the two teams that have really Miami's 3 and 0 and Philadelphia's 3 and 0 and that's it. The Giants could be 3 and 0. Okay.
0: Tonight. So, just stop and think about that for 1 minute, man. How crazy it is in the National Football League. It is a year to year proposition. Never forget that. We have we are either going to have 3 or
1: 2 undefeated teams left in the league after week 3. And you would have never picked
0: those three teams to be undefeated.
1: No, I mean, I believe in Miami, and I believe in Philadelphia, and I do not at all believe in the Giants. And I'll tell you that right now, they go beat Dallas by 30 tonight, I still don't believe in
0: the Giants. Yeah, Jalen Hurts winging the ball, man, looks really really good, happy for that young guy right now. I hope he continues to develop, but we shall see, because it's a small sample size. Isn't that right, Tua?
1: Well, and so the point of that is, yeah, okay, everybody's still figuring stuff out. It's the first month of the season, but Wolf, I feel like like at this point in the season you have a sense of what your team identity is I don't know what the Cardinals identity is after three games if you're just looking at these three games okay you go out and you get run off the field against the Chiefs what went well uh, nothing really in the first game okay what went well in, in the second week well Kyler Murray made some some ridiculous plays and Isaiah Simmons made a big play and Byron Murphy played well Yeah. okay that's not really a team identity and then week three Isaiah Simmons wasn't even on the field for... Two thirds of the game, so I, 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 Byron Murphy, I thought, played decently again yesterday. Cooper Cup was was limited. Um, the four catches were the least he's had in a game in two stop. years, and the forty-four yards were the least he's had in a game since since two years ago. He as had well. a
0: string of I don't know how many games where he caught at least five passes. He yeah. had he had a a string. I, again, I don't know how many games it was. Maybe it was. I want to throw it out there and say it was twenty-three. But all I know is um, the job they did on Cooper Cup yesterday despite the fact that he he scored a touchdown of course Um, just huge I mean honestly uh, I, I thought it was a great defensive effort overall to only give up 20 points in this game now Cooper Cup did drop a ball that you did, take never going to drop. Right now, yeah. You're never going to see him drop again <laughs> on a corner route. I
1: said that flat out when it happened to, I
0: remember right? who else was in the room, but I
1: was like, yeah, that's never going to happen again, so they better do something with right,
0: it. Right. He did drop that ball right there. Um, And yeah, you know, they, they were not perfect, of course, but man, I thought the defense overall really battled. And Buda Baker made an incredible play on Cam Akers as well to get that ball out on the one yard yeah, That was poetic
1: justice after the, the playoff game last year where Buda got hurt and Cam Akers was, was standing over him, whether he knew he was hurt or not, as seriously as he was. But that was. was
0: no accident. Can I just tell you no. that? Buda Baker was hunting that pig up from the very beginning.
1: There are no accidents with Buda Baker. That Maybe that's the identity. That's rule number one. The, here's the numbers on Cooper Cup. That was his least yards in a game, uh, his lowest yardage total in a game since December 20th of 2020, and his least catches in a game since November 29th of 2020. Whoa. And they Put it together in one game. <laughs> so look, I mean, they was that's a, incredible. Even last year in the first meeting with the the Rams, Cooper Cup had five catches in that mm-hmm. one. His his last two mediocreish games by his standards have both come against the Cardinals. But if you don't score on offense, Wolf, and that's kind of where I think we're going with this, it's not
0: really going to matter. And that was supposed to be the identity of this team, without a shadow of a doubt. That's exactly what it was going to be. It was going to be the offense of the Arizona Cardinals this is the strength of their team and I man, I've talked about this over the years so many times whether it's individually an individual where he's, he assumes my strength is going to be the fact that I'm so fast my speed I get to use my speed against you and because of that I'm going to beat you whether it's on an individual basis or a collective you make an assumption as to where you're going to be strong when that assumption does not come to fruition when it doesn't become reality everything else melts it's destructive when you think you're going to be good at something luke and suddenly you're not good at it when you just made the assumption, oh, I've got that. I'm going to handle that. I'm going to be fine on this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to read the tease and be killer on this. As a matter of fact, when you you feel like the bar way too high? you feel like you are great at something, and suddenly you're not, boy, it can really mess with your head. And I think that's where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. Especially because this is not. It's it's what you just said. Plus, it was.
1: A lot was weighted on that. You know what I mean? Like the Buffalo Bills probably came into the season thinking, yeah, we're great at everything. And maybe we'll be a little bit better at this, but we're great at everything. Oh, OK, week three against the uh, the Dolphins. Maybe you look a little bit off in that one area, but you're still a good team. The Bills will be fine totally. next week. But the Cardinals financially really didn't invest a whole lot of money on the defense. It's on the offensive side of the ball. You are putting vets that are established around Kyler Murray. You kept five running backs. You have all these receivers. I know a lot of them are hurt, but you used your first pick in the draft on Trey McBride. We haven't even talked about this. You took a guy at a position that everybody was looking at this team saying, That's the position you don't need. Why are you taking him? This guy must be amazing and he's not even getting to play. Uh you you invested all of that. You invested your first round pick in the trade for Hollywood Brown and he was great yesterday. But if, if you're investing all your resources in the offense with the hope that it will make up for deficiencies on defense, that's an even more extreme version of
0: what you were just saying. Because then if it doesn't come through, then you're completely lost. It's And that's you know, again, that is to my point. It's the assumption that the Arizona Cardinals have made that their offense is gonna carry them in games. And guess what? They're not alone in that. They're not. Look around the league, especially the Kansas City Chiefs. First and foremost. Have the Kansas City Chiefs had a lot of success winning games for the most part? Yes. It's Pat Mahomes, of course. We all know it's Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid as well. They've had a ton of success winning games, yet their offense has been where they've spent a lot of their resources, of course. It is the strength of that team. It is the identity of that team, and their defense has been built around their offense. I think the Arizona Cardinals were trying to do the same thing to some degree with their, with their team, with their offense, of course, being the strength, and with their defense, especially the two young inside linebackers, Isaiah Simmons and Zabin Collins. And those two guys right now are trying to find their way, and they're not experiencing a ton of success. Cardinals did move the ball at
1: times yesterday, but couldn't actually finish these drives. This is Hollywood Brown after the game talking about not scoring touchdowns after long drives. It's very frustrating. Like I said, I mean, we we could put it together, you know. It looked like an offense that can't be stopped, and then we stall out. You know, that's not what we want to be. That's not who we're going to be. So we're going to go to work on it. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury after the game, and of course we're going to talk to Cliff here in about an hour, a little over an hour. Uh, 81 offensive plays, but no touchdowns. This was his comment after the game on that.
0: We just uh, offensively got to find more consistency and, and find a way to to score early and, and get in rhythm. That's been the theme of our season is, is uh, playing from behind, and, and it kind of gets us out of our game plan. And uh, we haven't haven't clicked on, on all cylinders just yet. But wow. um, guys played hard. They continue to battle. It just just disappointing to just come away with field goals. He just kind of
1: said it there, Wolf. Their identity right now is playing from behind. Yes, He just he said that's been our theme this season. It was not planned coming into this segment, but that really unfortunately, that's it right now. Their identity through three
0: games is the team that plays from behind. Yes, and uh, that is so disparate from what we saw last year. Of course, when they were 10-2, and two, they were on a roll, as a matter of fact. They were playing with leads. So much of the time, the Arizona Cardinals had the leads in those games early, and then all often, throughout all of it. And wire to wire, some of those wins right there. And that has not been the case right now. And they are... They're going to have to come up with something. I don't know what it is, but they have to do something. I'd take the next three weeks, Luke. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury and this team, I'm going to take the next three weeks, and I'm going to say, okay, we got a three-game sample size right now. It's not working. Whatever it is that we're running right now is not working. Maybe we need to do something else to jumpstart what has worked for us in the past. And that's going to be interesting to see if they're able to do any of that that. And you know what that is. (laughs) We're not going to talk about it, but you know what that is. Do something so different over the next three weeks and see if you get any different results. Well, because you can't now,
1: and I know I said earlier in the show, like the the time for it to be a, quote, excusable loss. Okay, you lost to the Rams. Okay, you lost to the Chiefs. That part of the schedule's over. You've got Carolina coming up. And Carolina's not bad. You should beat Carolina. But I've said this exact sentence before, Wolf, and it it hasn't worked out. You should beat Carolina. The Cardinals have a hard time with Carolina for whatever reason. Then you got Philadelphia, who might be the best team in the NFL right now. They certainly, record-wise, have the best record in the NFL right now. So any of these games that you thought were going to be gimmies after the first three, yeah. this is why when you have a game against the Rams of all teams that you can win, you win that one because you might have a bad game against whoever later on down the and line.
0: And it seems like the Carolina Panthers, for the most part, have owned
1: the Arizona Cardinals no. as of late. Uh, anybody except Carolina. Can we give you me, like, a mediocre... T- Team that isn't Carolina. Uh, we come back, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. we come back, What did uh, what did Kyle Vanderbosch see from the Cardinals defense yesterday against the Rams? We're gonna ask him next. It's the Wolf and Luke show on 987 FM Arizona Sports Station. Let's
3: go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!
0: Let's go! Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
1: Welcome back to the show. We are at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, as we are every Monday, every Big Red Monday, and Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us in just over an hour, as he does every Big Red Monday as well. But joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is former NFL defensive end Kyle Vandenbosch. Kyle, how's it going today?
3: Doing well. I'm kind of uh, licking my wounds after the post-game call-in show last night, but I think I've recovered.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't get to hear. I heard some of it, Kyle. I would assume fans are pretty uh, calm and collected right now.
3: Yeah, it, according to the fans, everybody should be fired. Um, nobody should be left. And we should just blow the whole thing up. So, um, now it, uh, it it's always entertaining, and I, I really appreciate the interaction with the fans after the games, wins or losses. It's um, you know uh, the fandom's incredible. The overreactions are are always fun to listen to.
1: I felt like we when we did the listeners only meeting, Wolf. I feel like we got we were pretty fortunate. We got like yeah, the, right. the level yeah. headed, like okay, stuff's got to get fixed. But everybody that called in was pretty relatively uh, calm. I mean, it's it's not a situation to be all the way calm in because they are one and two. So Kyle, let's start there. I'm going to start with Isaiah Simmons because this is just baffling to me. Uh, just the way this has been handled throughout the preseason, and then all of a sudden, okay, he's got the green dot. And he's supposed to do everything against the Chiefs, and he has a bad game. But everybody has a bad game, and now we're barely seeing him on the field how would you be handling this going forward now starting with the carolina game
3: if i was a coach or if i was isaiah simmons
1: if you were a coach
3: yeah i mean you know we're left to kind of try to piece together what's going on behind the scenes because uh everything vance joseph coach kingsbury saying is that you know he's practicing hard he's preparing well and then um, he's he's just you know for the most part not a factor on the last two Sundays other than the big play at the end of the Raiders game. Um, it, you know to me it's it, it's baffling. Um, I can only be left to assume this all has to do with practice habits and and preparation, or it doesn't make sense. He's um, one of the best athletes, not just on the defense but in the National Football League. He has the ability and has shown the ability to make huge game-changing type plays. Um, now, saying that, um, what you need from, I mean, really, any player that you're depending on the defense is consistency. Uh, uh, you know, you need that reliability, and you need to know that they're going to play their responsibility and play their technique, play in and play out, and not just freelance. So you, you've got to assume that some of that is going on uh, because, um, it, you know, while the defense hasn't been horrible, they've been far from from great and, and not even good. Um, you know, they've done enough to keep this team in games, but, um, you know, they've they've forced two turnovers. They're not making these big explosive plays. Um, they're not able to get consistent pressure on the quarterback. Um, you, you need an athlete like Isaiah Simmons on the field, you've got to find a way to get him out there. So, you know, you're only left to assume that he's been challenged And then we were told all week that he responded to the challenge, um, but it doesn't appear that that has happened yet. It appears that they still, for whatever reason, um, don't have full faith in him. Um, And and it's just, to me, it's astounding um, the role that we were promised he would be in, the role that he had week one uh, with the Green Dot playing all over the field, being asked to do different things um he's nowhere near that right now it seems like they barely trust him um to get him on the field um with with the exception of well what has been you know 10 15 reps the last two games
0: yeah kyle you know honestly that's a big disappointment for me but it's not the biggest disappointment how about you what is through three games and watching tape of this team through three games what's your biggest disappointment (laughs) I mean, the biggest disappointment,
3: particularly this week, um, really to a player and to a coach, they said the one thing we got to do is start fast. Uh, We got to get out of the gate. We got to get off to a better start. We got to move the ball on offense. Got to get big stops on defense. And it was more of the same. Um, You know, just out of curiosity, I went back and looked and, and, you know, typically a slow start is, um, you know, a three and out. Um, maybe you give up a drive on defense. But um, the first four drives of each of the first three games, they've only scored once. Um, so that's that's 12 total drives. Uh, so that's not just a slow start. That's trickling over into, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious based on the score differential. But it, it's not like you start slow on the first drive. It's pretty much the whole first half throughout the first three games. And, um, you know, the disturbing part is is you know coaches come in they spend all week um and they come up with their first 12 first 15 for the most part it's scripted depending on situations what happens down the distance and all that and and you see um you know andy reed's first 12 you see um you saw the raiders and their first 12 mcdaniels and then you you see Uh, McVeigh in his first 12, and and the play design, um, you know, the shifts, the motion, the the way they get players in space and get the ball to their playmakers, it all seems to work. Um, You know, for the Cardinals, it's like their first 12 plays on offense – there's no rhythm. There's, there's no flow. There's, they're not having success, whether it's a lack of focus or just lack of execution. Um, But their offense doesn't get going until after that first 12, until they get through their first set of scripted plays and, and, yeah, you know, it's not like they're having great success after that, but they're they're starting to find their legs at that point. Whereas, you know, you should be at your sharpest in the first 12 plays that, sh- that you've practiced all week and you've studied, you go over them the night before the game. Um, so you should be prepared to at least execute your first 12 and that's not happening
1: talking to kyle vandenbosch uh kyle one of the concerns coming into the season was how much of a pass rush could the cardinals generate we're through three games they have two total sacks and they're both by jj watt have you seen anything to encourage you that this may get better with some of the young guys they have going forward or is it still kind of wait and see and, and maybe now it's too late to add anybody anyway
3: yeah it's I, i'm not seeing much signs of encouragement you know you see um you know maybe a couple pressures a game by outside linebackers specifically um you know i know uh getting to talk about these games um you know for a couple hours before the game start the last two weeks um you know i've i've said out loud that this team has a real opportunity because of the talent and because of injuries in the offensive line they're going against and that's Goes for both both the Raiders and the Rams. The Rams are beat up. Um, They've they've placed a couple guys in IR in back to back weeks. Um, They're filling in and and for the most part inexperienced. And it's not just you know the issue isn't just um, you know the front four isn't getting there. This team has blitzed. The defense has blitzed more than any defense in the league, and they're not getting home. Um, So what you're doing is you're taking players out of coverage in order to try to get, you know, more pressure on the quarterback, get some hits, get some sacks. Um, and, and oftentimes they'll bring five, they'll bring six, and it gets blocked up. Um, so that's, that's even a bigger concern when you feel like, You've got to do something to generate pressure um, because you're not getting what you're front for, and you still can't get home. So, um, you know, it, 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 I, I have a lot of faith in Vance Joseph. I think um, with the players he's, he's been utilizing and the tools he has, um, I think he's done a pretty good job, and particularly in game adjustments because it doesn't start well for the defense either. Um, but at some point in these games, the defense is at least settling down um, and, and playing well enough to give the off offense an opportunity to get back in the game but um i'm just not seeing um you know one-on-one wins specifically when when a rusher uh, with the exception of, of jj watt um you know i've seen zach allen flash i've seen um i've seen lawrence flash um you know but other than that it's it, you know it's a production business specifically when you're a pass rusher um nobody really cares um, You know, if if you're getting close to the quarterback, they want you to affect the game. The quarterback's got to be hit. He's got to go to the ground. He's got to get sacked. And, and you know, uh, you know that about Matt Stafford, along with just about any quarterback in the league. If you get hits on him early in a ball game, um, it's going to affect him the rest of the game, and it's just not happening.
1: Good stuff, as always, Kyle. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle.
3: Always my pleasure, guys. Have a
1: good one. All right, you too. That's uh, Kyle Vanderbosch joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Text fan to 62620 for your chance to become the Redbird Farms Chicken Fan of the Game. One lucky winner is going to win two tickets to an upcoming Cardinals home game and be featured on the Jumbotron. So text fan to 62620. Well, if we come back, I got a stat for you. I actually did some math during nice. one of the breaks here. Uh, and what has been the reason for the Cardinals getting off to such slow starts? I can't, I can't give you the answer to that just yet, but I can tell you how. How bad it's hurting them that's next it's the wolf and luke show on 98.7 fm arizona sports station
0: big red monday and wolf and luke on arizona sports presented by sanderson ford the best play is at sanderson
3: ford
1: Well, this is a quick math here during a couple of these breaks, but I'm looking at the Cardinals last season, okay? Just to see how, how much the start of games impacts them. Obviously, the start of the game impacts everybody, okay? But uh, last season, in their 11 wins, they scored the first touchdown. Want to guess how many times out of those 11 wins? Ten? Ten. Wow. They scored the first touchdown in 10 of their 11 wins last year. How about that? And in the seven losses, if you're counting the playoff game, they scored the first touchdown
0: once. AHHHHH <laughs> So uh, ding ding ding, we have a winner, Luke. That was some good research right there by you and your staff. And uh, and to be clear,
1: this year they have scored the first
0: touchdown in a game zero times. Now they've won one of them, but like
1: very clearly, that's going to impact any team. But we've also seen the Chiefs fall behind seven or ten nothing, and they just they erase it in the span of like two minutes. It feels like the Cardinals. We were hoping would have that sort of offense, and maybe at some point they will, but right now they do not. And that's not just this year; that's going back to. Last year, when they win games, they tend to be scoring first, scoring
0: touchdown first. Yeah, this is, there's no doubt about it, man. Um, We saw it with our own eyes last year, and it was a large sample size. Um, The Cardinals this year, of course, have not started all three games well Ron Wolfley reporting (laughs) they have not done it didn't do it against the Kansas City Chiefs certainly didn't do it against the Raiders and they didn't do it against the Rams as well Um, they came around a little bit in that second quarter there's no doubt about it but the first quarters of those games just brutal how much they've been outscored in the first quarter and how much they've been outscored in the first half of those three games
1: well and I don't want to I don't want to kill any optimism that we have right now, but if you are of the mindset of, okay, just get through the first three games, you're fine. Then you got Carolina. That's a nice, easy win. Did a little more research, Wolf. And this one <laughs> this one just kind of came up.
0: You're going to say something really bad this, right this now. One, it's going to
1: go in the negative column. It's definitely going to go in the negative okay. column. It's going to go in the, the Cardinals are due column, okay? Right. Now, I don't know why they play Carolina every year, but they seem to. Yes. Of the, the the three years that Cliff, Kingsbury, and Kyla Murray have been here coming into this year, they've played Carolina all three. years they've owned us uh november 14th of 2021 cardinals lose 34 10 thank you october 4th of 2020 cardinals lose 31 21 yeah september 22nd of 2019 cardinals lose 38 to 20 okay all right i don't know what carolina's problem is but they gotta (laughs) calm down this weekend
0: you gotta i mean so the last three years yes The last three years they've played, the Cardinals have actually lost to them all
1: three years. I don't know what's more strange, the fact that the Cardinals have lost to them all three years, or the fact that when they play this Sunday, that'll be the fourth straight year the Cardinals have played the Carolina Panthers. Yeah,
0: I'm just all fired up because as a former wedge buster, I totally remember that. You sat me down this rabbit hole during the break. You've got to be kidding me, man. The Panthers have owned us over at least recently owned us. And man, that right there makes it very, very clear let's hope something can happen in carolina man if somehow some way think about how poorly the arizona cardinals have played through 3 games right now and if there's some way you could get a win on the road in carolina and be two and two after 4 weeks i Look, you and I were talking about this before the season started. Yep. What if you could get to 3-3 three and three? if you could just be 500 by the time DeAndre Hopkins comes back?
1: You're going to start to get some guys back. I'm not going to change my stance that it's going to be a little bit annoying if, if they can't move the offense through the first six weeks. And then all of a sudden, week seven, DeAndre Hopkins is there. And, hey, everything's fine again on offense. Like okay, That's going to be, be mind-boggling. A, yeah, but, but once again, it'll be little, a little annoying. be a little annoying, but also very welcome. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> very Peters, welcome
0: somehow I'll get over that quickly if in fact that's the case. Yes, Thank you. I,
1: I will too, since they will be adding DeAndre Hopkins at that point and not losing him. Uh you did say one thing, Wolf, though, that makes me feel a little bit better about this upcoming game. Okay, yeah, if you win you get to two and two. You haven't played great, but you'd be two and two. Playing Carolina, all right, you've struggled with Carolina playing at Carolina <laughs> so it's a road game Yeah, so I'm inclined to believe Cardinals win because they're playing
0: on the road exactly so strange it is so strange I, I man I don't know what to say about it I mean seven straight home losses yeah is that right did yeah. I say that, oh my I goodness. You did.
1: The last home win was that Houston game last year, I think. Let me double check that, but I believe it was that, that game where they started by trailing because of a safety. And then, yeah, the last home win, know,
0: October 24th against the Houston Texans. There it was. The yeah, that's win. exactly what, yeah, Pash was talking about this yesterday. you got to be kidding me, man. They are 0 7 in their last seven home games. That is something that has to be addressed. It's got to be fixed. I, I don't know what it is, how, How? I mean, what could it possibly be where somehow, somewhere you're going to play better on the road than you do at home? I don't even know where to begin on that. I don't, because I know as a former player how much more difficult it was to go play on the road. I do. I understand that. Now, I will say that your ire is up when you're traveling, when you go on the road When you go to a new village, metaphorically speaking, and suddenly there's the village and you run down the hill and you're going to take the village. It's kind of a cool thing to walk into somebody else's village and say, I'll take that and that and that. And you know what I'm saying, of course, it's fun to do that as a primal football player out on the field, go in and beat somebody in their house. It's beautiful. But why in the world they can't seem to muster the same kind of play and the same kind of energy at home. That's mind-boggling.
1: It's to the point now, Wolf, where you could almost have one of those flow charts. And and I can complete it halfway, at least, right? Because, okay, did you score first and are you at home or on the road? Well, okay, if the Cardinals are at home and they gave up the first touchdown, I'm just going to go ahead and assume loss. If they're on the road and they score the first touchdown, you can go ahead and pencil that in for a win. Now, I guess there's the combination of, like, if you score first but you're at home or the other team scores first and you're on the road that gets a little murkier but there are some extremes with this team they are better on the road and they are it's not just okay they win more games when they score the first touchdown they win like every game
0: when they score the first touchdown yeah i know you know what i was so fired up too i I hear you talking about this and scoring touchdowns and if in fact that is going to be the case i don't care if they're playing home or playing on the road um the arizona cardinals need to be able to run the ball better than what they are right now ron wolfley reporting they need to be able to run the ball better in particular particularly in the red zone this is what they need to be able to do if they want to win games going forward they've got to get better at running the ball and they got to get better at running the ball in the red zone in particular and if they don't, it could be a long year. Uh, Kyla Murray after the game, because you know what I'm saying about the the
1: home or the away that split is it's there, it's real. But I have to think some of that is coincidence. The scoring first or not scoring first, and not affecting your wins, that's not a coincidence. That's that's just scientific football fact. Real quick, here's Kyla Murray after the game yesterday. And if there's a common theme in these slow starts for Arizona this year, I don't know. Oh, there we go. I didn't know it was a two-second call. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, that was really quick. I did say really quick, and Kyler was, uh, was in fact, really quick with that. All right, we come back. We'll continue to react to the Cardinals' eight-point loss to the Rams yesterday. Dave Burns from the Burns and Gambo Show will join us next. It's Wolf and Luca, on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.